Good morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Chugging through August. I personally had a very difficult day yesterday. I don't know. Something's in the air. Uh, Seems like I wasn't the only person kind of struggling on the ropes. Too much shit going on. You know, I legit felt like overwhelmed yesterday. You know, listen, dementia and Alzheimer's is coming for many, many, many of you all's households. I cannot help but urge you to take action now. You know, if you're a loved one, you got parents that are 60, you know, I can't express to you enough how different life will be for you and them in 10 years. You know, um, I think diet can can keep it from happening. But the problem is once people get old, they want to eat whatever they want. And a lot of it is sugar-based or carbs, and carbs are sugar. I was working somewhere where the nutritionist was trying to explain to a diabetic, like, yes, you're avoiding candy, but you're eating tons of carbs. You're eating tons of crackers and, uh, you know, fruit. Fruit is not good for people with diabetes. Uh, A lot of people don't know what to eat. You know, watch this commercial where the that monitor thing that you get put on your arm. I think that's fine for type one diabetes. But if you're a type two diabetic, someone needs to talk to you about what you should be eating, not just on a meal by meal basis, just what you need to cut out, period. Um, Doctors don't even learn about nutrition in med school. I think they get like a very rudimentary, tiny amount of training on on nutrition. And then they just learn how to hand out a bunch of pills. And so it's going to be complicit upon all of us as individuals to look after our own health and our parents, our aging parents' health and and their finances, their food, all of it. And it's just like having another child, except they know they're not your child. So there's unless the person is very, very uh, passive, you're going to get quite a bit of resistance. And that's what yesterday was, all resistance. But, you know, I I survived. So just got to keep fighting the good fight. And I just wish everybody good health. I wish that for all of your loved ones. Um, I watched a heartbreaking video yesterday. <sighs> There's a dad whose wife has COVID and he's home with the kids. And I mean, he's got a newborn in his hands. So she must have had COVID when she delivered the baby. Really, really sad. Um, I just, you know, my heart goes out to anybody who's battling any type of illness. And I know people are pretty cavalier about COVID at this point because they're tired of it. But I, when I tell you, you do not want to be sick, you do not want to be sick and you do not want to be a caregiver. You know, it's one thing to help somebody out here and there or you know, do something for somebody here and there. But when you have to take care of them fully, another full grown human being, most of you aren't ready for that. It's hard. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. And, you know, yesterday I didn't think I was going to make it. I really didn't. There was there was a point where I was like, this is killing me. <laughs> this is literally going to take my life <laughs> because it's nothing like you've ever seen. And everybody's different. You know, I've dealt with mental illness. I have a sibling who's mentally ill, bipolar disorder. I've seen that up close. Um, But this is different than that because it's like the ocean. 
you know, the, the layers of their personality, some layers are deeply affected by dementia and some other, some of them aren't, you know, so it's like they remember some things and are like bulldogs about it. And then they forget other things, can't conceive of it at all. You have extended conversations and it means nothing, you know, and I remember the day. So my father also was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, um, which sent me to 23andMe and got a test to see if I had that gene. I mean, two parents with this diagnosis, and thankfully I don't. Um, so anyway, uh, my dad, the day he looked at me and didn't remember who I was, was like somebody just put their hand in my heart or in my chest and just took my heart out and held it beating in my face like Mortal Kombat or something. It was just horrendous. Very, very sad. So you guys... All I'm, I'm not trying to be grim. I'm just saying if you have a loved one who's getting up there, um, you know, pay attention, be a part of it. Most of us are not going to be able to do uh, private pay. Uh, we're talking five grand a month for assisted living and memory care. Uh, most people don't have that. And most people, uh, you know, have kids, you know, should you have to choose between uh, college and private pay care for your parent you know and of course it would be nice if your parents were good with money and uh, bought houses and were able to sell houses that have value that then you could turn into a payment for this or you know what I mean but um, you know if you're a certain well I guess in St. Louis if you're black you you were definitely redlined into certain neighborhoods. And so the value on your home, it was going to be less anyway. It's not like, you know, uh, Netflix Explained does a lot better job with this when they talk about income disparity uh, from a racial standpoint. So like my parents bought a house 50 years ago. It's not worth $600,000 now. You know what I mean? We'll be lucky if I can get $35,000, which does not cover the cost of uh, very long in uh, senior care. So, you know, I have a theory and it may not be nice. Uh, I'm not so huge on reparations, but if we're going to do them, keep the fucking money till it's time to retire. Pay for people's senior care. That should be, that's my idea for reparations. Pay, help families pay for, for care for their loved ones instead of us having to shove everybody into these uh, Medicaid places, which may or may not be good. You know, the good places only allot so many beds for Medicaid because the private pay really keeps them afloat. Well, that's great. So what about the other places? You know, I don't want to go in there and see my mom in urine or or with sores on her or anything. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, it's just, this is all very, very complicated. Which, you know, I don't mean to be a downer. <laughs> but you get what I think of uh, when I pick up my phone to do my podcast. That's the whole point, right? It's a uh, stream of consciousness. So anyway... <laughs> Let's just keep a positive thought and and try to figure out positive solutions for each other because the government ain't, ain't going to help you. When we were going to, we could see COVID just really destroyed the medical system and still is, you know, it shows its limitations. 
So, yeah, we got to think of something positive and and have innovative ideas and, uh, you know, be open to the idea and don't think it can't happen to your family because it can. And it probably will. The numbers suggest that. So anyway, it's really hot where I am. So I hope you're staying hydrated and taking care of yourselves and just be your absolute best selves all the time. Thank you for listening. Please continue to like, share and forward this uh, podcast. And I appreciate everybody's support. And I am venting. That does not mean I need a million suggestions on what to do. Uh, I noticed that I have a lot of friends who are like, here's what you need to do. And I appreciate that. But, you know, I have to do this my own way. And, uh, you know, when I ask for suggestions, you'll know. You will know. So please take care of yourselves and we'll meet back here tomorrow. Let's have a great day today. I feel like this one's going to be way, way, way better. So I'm counting on that. (laughs) Talk to you later. Be your best. Ah. Uh...